everybody. It's 6 o'clock. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Uh, we have an amazing show for you tonight, as we do every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. I am your host. I am actually joined tonight after she continues. She's going to eat some delicious pupusas from across the street at Doña Terrace. But we have a very special guest in the house tonight in the hizzy. My really, one of my best friends in the whole world, Sabine, is here for you guys tonight. I think she's going to be swinging, singing a Taylor Swift song later because Taylor Swift is one of the biggest jokes I know. Am I right? All right. Yeah. So um, we're going to get started right here on the Joke Workshop. Please remember that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Uh, we do four-minute sets and four minutes critique. You know that your minute, you have a minute when you hear the horn. You have a minute left. means wrap it up. Uh, but hey, excited that so many comedians have decided to join us here tonight during the Joke Workshops. Try out their new material. I have new material, too. I'm very excited to perform that for you guys. All right, your very first comedian of this evening. A very, very funny lady. Uh, I'm excited to hear what uh, what she's going to be for Halloween because she could make anything sexy. She could be sexy pile of garbage, and uh, I would buy that for a dollar. Hey, she's also really funny. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Allison Hooker! Thank you so much, Pam. Is this on? Oh, Okay. Um, I might be just a little a bit out of it, but I didn't realize until yesterday that they added a 13th zodiac sign. Did you guys hear about this? NASA realized that they had, that they actually figured something out and there's a 13th. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with all my tattoos? <laughs> you know, like, or like the soulmate that I thought I found. Now it turns out that I hate water signs, you know, I'm just like, damn. And it's funny, because I used to be a Scorpio, uh, and people used to say, like, oh, you're a Scorpio, so you like sex. And I was like, yeah, unlike everybody else, I do. Um, but now I realize that I'm a Libra, so really, I just wanted everything to be fair. <laughs> so I was like, I gave you some, you give me some, <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to just clean this up a little, so you're going to have to check out my gestures. But I got a little picture today from a man, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, guys, I, I got to say, we don't, we don't appreciate them the way that you do. Like, I get it. I get it because the camera adds 10 pounds. Um, but, like, we, what good is uh, that device in the 2D form, you know? Like, it's really more of a 3D interactive device for us. We don't have much appreciation for it in the 2D. Like, what good is a dick drawn on the dust of a car? You know, no one wants to put that in their mouth. And it has never, a penis has never successfully, like, jump-started an engine. Well, that kind of engine, <laughs> come to think of it. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's funny to imagine like women doing the same thing because guys are so obsessed with, with drawing it everywhere. Like imagine if women started doing that. Just, we would need all kinds of tools though because there's so many like crevices and full, we'd need like shading utensils, a compass, an art degree. I mean, think about it, it's true. Like anytime you see a drawn vagina, it's in a museum, you know? A dick is like on the forehead of a passed out frat boy. <laughs> Just different, they're different. Um, but yeah, I, do, I did realize that the camera added 10 pounds. Um, 
because I'm in a new relationship and I was trying to be like young and fun and fresh and I thought I'd send him a little picture at work. <laughs> Try to take a picture of my own. Camera definitely <laughs> still added 10 pounds. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, but then I realized like, does he really know like actually what it looks like? Like has he like looked directly at it? <laughs> so um, I just sent him a picture of like two pork chops. <laughs> One of an octopus in a bowl. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, he, he loved him. He totally loved him. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was about to come, minute. Um, so I, yeah, I, I am in a new relationship. Um, I mean, I've been sleeping with him for like a year and a half, but I just now started talking to him. And it turns out he's cool, which I was completely blindsided by. Um, because yeah, it just took me a, a while to like take him seriously. Like, like when I met him, I just kind of thought he was like a bro, you know, like he pumps iron and pops his shirt off at random times, like the park and the mall, dinner with my parents. Like he wants credit for being open-minded because he let another guy go down on him once. You know, he's like just bro-y, just bro-y. And he's young. Anyways, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. Stay up there, because it's time for the... There, she's getting back up. She's getting her notepad to take notes on your notes. That's exciting. There's microphones all around. Please make sure that if you're going to give comments, you do them into a microphone. Uh, can you repeat the, what you said about the pork chops and the octopus? Because the octopus part, you, lo you said it so fast, it kind of lost me. Um, just that I sent him a picture of two pork chops and one of an octopus in a bowl, and he thought that was my pee pick. Okay. It's okay. You can say pussy in front of the child. We had the parents okay on this. It's all right. Maybe I'm the only one here. The, I'm not getting the visual on the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just try so, to be pretty random. Is he Japanese? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, uh, the whole like, you know, picture of a dick is useless is great. Uh, and then like, I don't know, something about like the, I loved the thing about like uh, a picture of a pussy is like in a museum somewhere. I was like, you could even go as far as like, yeah, cause pussies are beautiful. Dicks are just kind of like, meh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Other comments? George is getting up to that. There he goes. Um, when you were talking about like looking at it and stuff like that and not being able to tell, I was thinking, well, you could also add like, it's like him looking into the sun. He just has no idea what it looks like and he doesn't know, you know, it's just like, it's just crazy. <laughs> and it can blind you. <laughs> you have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I like I the know. idea that someone has to be wearing sunglasses to go down on you because it's going <laughs> to blind them. That's how angelic I am. <laughs> I wear my sunglasses at night. There you go. <laughs> the, the voice of God speaks through there. Uh, other comments? How about wild clapping Thanks for so Alison much. Hooker? Uh, hey, everybody. We are uh, 
Well, how about we'll get them prepared for it. Say some things right now, and we'll get them prepared for these moments. Just, it's on right now. You can talk into it. I have a special guest with me on tonight. Uh, she's one of my best friends in the whole world. Her name's Sabine. Say hi to everybody. Absolutely. Um, can you open the window? Well, no, the window's open. You just have to talk right hi. into the microphone. There you go. You just said hi to everybody. So, uh, uh, can I tell them my t- name? Tell them your name. Tell them my name is Sabine Silfus. I'm uh, how old am I? You're nine. I'm nine years old, and my favorite color is um pink. And I really, really like to eat is mac and cheese. And my favorite pet's a cat. We have a bunk bed. <laughs> yes. Can I talk in here? Awesome. Well, this is well, this is perfect for now. We're just introducing them to you now. But you're gonna sing a song for us later, um, because it. Yeah. It, who are you gonna sing a song by? Um. It is called Taylor Swift. It's, yes. And that's one of the biggest jokes of all, right? No, that's, I'm the only one that thinks it is. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go on to our next comedian, but then we're going to come back to you. We're going we're gonna to come back to you. Don't worry. I will. I'll help you. All right. Uh, we're going to help your next comedian come up on stage by clapping wildly. Put your hands together in a slappy-like motion for Hunter Uniac. <laughs> Shit. All right. I don't know. Trying out this new health fad, it's supposed to do wonders for me. It's called sobriety. It fucking sucks. Uh, that's an old one, but it leads into this. Um, sobriety is weird. Like, okay, what? How it works is you wake up every morning without any friends, and then you try. You, then you have breakfast, which today consists of ch- cereal, Cheerios. And while you're eating these Cheerios, you remind you're reminded of when you did shrooms and how they convinced you that each one of those little healthy fuckers looks like a cardboard asshole. I'm gonna bring out my notes. And then after breakfast, you go to work. Now, I don't know this part of the equation, and I'll tell you once I figure it out, but every single sober fucker is, works at Kinko's, all right? I'll tell you guys once they initiate to me in the gang, which will consist of them beating the shit out of me in Scrabble. Um, and when I'm at, working at Kinko's, every day I meet this fucker named Todd, all right? Now, Todd is way too nosy, okay? Every day he's up to me, he goes, you can do it. I quit drinking too, and look at me now. And my favorite one that he says is, I eat ass for fun. I don't know. And, and f- you know what? Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, your Cheerios, and your low cholesterol, you piece of fuck. <gasps> I was Todd in the story. Oh, my God. That was like an M. Night Shyamalan twist with um, a joke about self-loathing. The bar for Mutiny Radio has been raised, guys. It was right here. Well, now it's right here. I don't know. Um... I love coffee. I think people do, um, human beings do too much with coffee. Like, all right, I think the human race is, I'm sorry, guys. All right, this is a lot about the human race that we make such a big fuss over a bunch of beans. And the message is, as a species, we're fucking stupid. All right, between 1493 to 1501, an estimated 275,000 people died in the Spanish coffee wars. Actually, no, how stupid the human race is. You guys actually fucking believe me. All right, Spanish coffee wars, there weren't even 275,000 people around in 1490. What do you think happened? They started fucking preparing for an imaginary war just to get their numbers up, then sending all their three-year-olds to fight off in a war? Well, actually, how stupid I am is I'd actually watch that as an HBO special for 30 minutes a day. All right, guys, that's actually a cutest war ever, and I'd call it uh, Baby Bomber War or BBW for short. All right, guys, that's actually all I got, so yeah. Hunter Uniac. He should get some, you should get make up a joke about wait wait tell, he should make up a joke about like his last name sounds like Can it's it? Alaskan or something. Oh no 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 this is the part where people uh, give comments to Hunter. 
Ant. Thanks, Ant. Good set. So, um, thank you. I thought. Uh, <laughs> you can tell David. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I uh, I thought that for the coffee wars it could be funny, like, cause to describe a coffee war where like as soon as they run out of coffee they like can't do anything, you know, like they like start the coffee war and then they okay, all have coffee yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the coffee war just like ends in like lethargy or something. <laughs> I don't know if that would, I don't know if you want to go in like the direction of actually making the coffee wars real, but I thought that'd be funny. That it? All right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing like triple duty tonight, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, but things are cool. Your next comedian's a super cool guy. He runs OMG every Tuesday, among being a favorite in the San Francisco comedy scene here. Put your hands together. It's Greg Ghetto! All right. Hello. Uh, Hunter was talking about butt play, if you will. Um, you guys remember that? Um, do you guys ever see that movie Road Trip? Yeah. yeah. So like, like I saw like you remember that scene where he's like they're donating sperm to get money and he needs and Stifler needs like a little more assistance so he has the nurse come into the room and then she fingers his back backside and then he like gets really excited and I was six years old when I saw this because uh, I had bad parents and. Uh, <laughs> And I remember seeing that, and for the next two months after that, like the first every like the first ten minutes of every shower every day, I would just uh, finger myself <laughs> for ten minutes because I knew there was something good in there, but I didn't know what it was. And and it was the prostate. That's the answer. The prostate. I just didn't have long enough fingers to get it. Puberty. Very uh, confusing time. <laughs> And the thing is, like, uh, like everyone gets kind of weird that the guy, like, the prostate's in a guy's backside. Like, a lot of guys get weirded out by that. But I feel like it's perfectly placed. Because, like, for us guys, if it was anywhere else, we would just be pressing it, like, all day. Like, it'd be like that, sh you remember those shoe pumps? It'd be like, pump, 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 but it'd be that. But the fact that it's in your uh, backside, you have to wait till you're in love uh, <laughs> to play with it. I remember the first girl that ever I let do that to me. It was my, her name was Kayla. It was my high school sweetheart. We were on, and on, on again, off again for five years. And uh, we broke up in college because uh, she called me screaming at me that you gave me, that I gave her chlamydia. And then I got tested and I didn't have chlamydia. <laughs> 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 so we broke up. <laughs> And this is my freshman year in college. I, I lived in a house with like three guys. And she kept, she kept calling to get me back and texting and whatnot. And I remember telling her like, stop texting me or wasting my texts. That kind of dates this joke. But, uh, <laughs> but I remember she was like, please, Greg, just like give me a sweatshirt, something to smell you by. I want to have something to hold on so I can smell you. She's creepy. And I was like, oh yeah, no worries. So what I did was I told her I put a sweatshirt at the end of the driveway and I'd let her know when it was there so she can come pick it up. And what I did was, I thought it'd be funny because I hated her. Uh, so I took, a, I, I took, a, I pooped on top of a napkin, and then I put that poop in like the front pouch of the hoodie. Yeah, 
And then I put that sweat or hoodie at the end of the driveway, and then I called her. It seemed like it's ready to be picked up. Go for it. And then me and all my friends went into my room because we could see the driveway. So, like, we're, like, watch. And then she comes, pulls up, and she grabs it. And I was really into that 70s show at the time, so I yelled, burn, <laughs> like Kelso. Um, and then 10 minutes later, she said, check your effing car. And I checked my car, and she took all that feces and smeared it on the back of my car, which is good for her, good for her, very empowering. I had it coming. <laughs> yeah. And then I was cleaning it off, and while I was cleaning it off, her and her friend drove by, and they threw a new shit rag at me. Uh, so she pooped into a rag and then threw it at me, <laughs> and it hit me in the neck. <laughs> Yeah, good arm, softball player. Um, <laughs> and then I saw her go down like the end of the alley, but the way that the Iowa City's set up is like everything's a one-way street. So I saw to see what way she was turning. She was turning left. So then I grabbed the rag, wiped the big thing and smear off our shit off of my car, ran through a backyard, and when she was driving by, I threw it at the car, and she had the windows down, and I hit her in the face. And... Uh, <laughs> And then we got back together two months after that. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. No, you don't get it. No, just Greg Gettle. Huzzah. All right. I'm so, not surprised you guys back together because you sound made for each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was expecting a, a topper of like, and now we're in. We gotten in a scat play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you say when you were the, when you started the whole bit? You said uh, I had to wait. You have to, like when you're a kid, your fingers aren't long enough. Which you said very quietly, but it was I thought it was really funny. So I would make that more of a punch. But did you say you have to wait until you're in love or wait till you're alone? Wait till in love, because because uh, so you have to trust somebody. To, like it's uh, it's okay and comfortable because guys are weird about okay, that kind of okay. stuff, figuring their own assholes. <laughs> Clearly, you could tell by the laughter of the audience that it was very successful. <laughs> like, you can hear that on the, when you, if you listen back to it, you'll hear when everybody was laughing. So that'll, that's why no one has anything to say, because it was I great. I or no, something. he does. Okay, sorry. Um, I was there, like, I was, I don't know if you want to do it, but I was expecting you to kind of loop it back into the, uh, the butt stuff in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like how that's your first time you would anal or something, you know, kind of, I, I don't know exactly where to go with it, but you know, you can yeah, loop yeah. it back in for a callback or something. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Greg Gettle, everyone. Greg Gettle. All right, I'm going to do something not characteristic here at the Joke Workshop. You you can go up after me, Smee. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be non-normal, uh, and I'm going to actually do a set here in the middle uh, with something new that I'm trying to work on. So, uh, yay, clap. Yay! No, I needed to bring the horn with me. Uh, well, I've got. I needed. To, I need to bring the horn with me because I. I felt like we should. Um, I don't know. I've been really upset by the current political climate, uh, and I feel like it's such a joke at this point. Um, it, it really, it's almost, it's become a circus, if you will. Uh, so I wanted to try uh, a new kind of. Um, I'll just talk to you guys in a different way. I want to do something new. It's called clown therapy. Right, because this is all a joke. <laughs> now, what I need to ask some of you is, how are you feeling about the current political climate? 
You use a microphone. Tell me. I just need to know some of your feelings about what's happening right now. How you feel about Trump. Give me some. Like, I know you all want to laugh. We want to laugh. But what else do we, what other feelings are we feeling? Brooke, what are you feeling? I was going to say I feel entertained. You feel entertained. You feel laughter and entertainment. What other feelings are we having right now about Trump? What feeling? Anxiety. Sadness. Yes. Annoyed. Annoying. Oh, God, my fucking nose needs to stay on. Okay. So this is a new therapy. It's called, it's called clown therapy. And what's going to happen? Is this a better one? I don't know. Yeah, it's furry because it's one of my cat's toys. But this isn't, this isn't, people don't put these on the dicks, do they? This is a real, okay. This political climate. Uh, so here, here's, 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 here's the thing. We, we feel, we feel saddest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to laugh and I'm going to do some emotions. I'm going to, I'm going to mirror it. And then you guys are going to do it back. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to do some clown therapy? Are we ready? So I feel that you guys are feeling sadness. So laughter and sadness. Do you feel better if we work through that? Yeah. Okay, it's cloud therapy, you guys, because this is, this is serious. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. Thank you, guys. <laughs> if I can get my nose to work, do you, do you guys think that I can make a whole group of people like be crazy and make weird noises? That's the only, it's the concept of it is just... They just, the, but I mean, the, but the thing is that I can get really, really insane about it. So the idea is that like I can be like psychotic and maniacal. And is it a what? I don't know. I just, I got a clown nose and a horn <laughs> and I thought it was a political circus. So I thought maybe we could work through it together. I'd try like a different emotion than half like, you know, Right. Like, to, you know, well, it depends what people give me from the audience. I want them to like give me feeling words that are. I, it's like it's a it's a gimmick, but I'm just wondering if I can gimmick it out for right now. So it depends for the next month. Okay. Yay! All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. So Sabine wants to go next. You want to sing the song, right? Do you want to sing the Taylor Swift song? She's going to sing Shake It yeah, Off hi. by Taylor Swift. This is not it's going to be amazing. Hello? Here we go. Test it on. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, we have to see that. make sure there's no commercial. I'm sorry. It, Taylor Swift is so popular, of course. But Sabine, talk about whatever you want before you start. 
Oh yeah, turn the light off. There you go. Thank you. She doesn't. She doesn't like the light of it. Tell us whatever you want. The microphone. I want to sing Taylor Swift. Um, it's called. Um, what's the song called? By Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Yeah, it's called. Shake it off and. You, know you, you can tell them anything you want. It's it, it. There's a 30 second commercial on it because she's very popular. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Um. I stay out too late. Got nothing in my brain. That's what I people say. Ooh, ooh. What do people, people say? Shake it off, shake it off. I'm lighting on my feet. I'm lighting on my feet. And that's what people say. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that's Sabine. Your next comedian. I don't know if he's ever had that much clapping in his life, uh, but it's going to be amazing. Put your hands together for David Roth. This is quite the venue to make a wish. Uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know what? I didn't want to say that, but I've, <laughs> I've been David Roth, guys. Um, <laughs> oh my God, comedy's all about subtext, Arjun. You either you get that or you didn't. No, it's this is great. Every, ever since my divorce, I've just been weighing every set against like, is my is this worth it? Is this what it's like? Is this worth it to come here versus having a happy woman in my life? And uh, 
Oh my God, the stakes. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm just jealous of Greg. I mean, I would love to just throw shit back and forth to my wife that beats paying. paying. <laughs> if I didn't have to write a $100,000 check and I could just have shit smeared on my face, I, that's a, that's, I'll, I'll take that option. I can't even fucking see you. Are, there, are you there? That'd be a much more cathartic divorce settlement. Um, that's right, $100,000, Arjun. Successful. <laughs> Just not at stand-up. Uh, man. So Brooke right now is... Um, Brooke's right... You're, you're the woman in my bumble. You're up. She's the woman on deck, and I'm trying to figure out which way to swipe. What is it going to be? I like Joey's idea. He said to just delete the app. That's uh, <laughs> that, would, that would make me so comfortable. I love that. Um, yeah, divorce, man. Divorce is fucking hard. Uh, I still, for some reason, it's dumb, but I just follow my ex on Instagram. That's not a good idea. Like, every photo is like a postcard for my lost money. It's a, it's a dumb idea. I'm just... <laughs> Right? It's like every, every photo is like, hi, David. <laughs> I just bought Burberry in Berlin, <laughs> Louis Vuitton in London, <laughs> Prada in Paris. <laughs> but you know what? I'm fucking, I'm glad that my money's up to exciting things. You know what? Good for that. Good for that money because the money in my personal account is bored as fuck. The money in my personal account's like, ooh, David Roth's account. What am I going to become? Rent or hummus? <laughs> And a player's gonna play, 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 play. <laughs> shake it out, shake it out. And the player's gonna he, 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 I'm just glad I had my weekends back, Brooke. Uh, <laughs> that's what's good. Because I spent all my fucking time at an olive oil making club. That's what I used to do with my life. We did, I was just tired of this shit. Every weekend it was like the opera or the flower conservatory or the, we made olive oil together in Napa. And when we did that, my wife, that would, that would be what would turn her on. She'd feel like all frisky after that. But then I'd like come home, you know, she'd take me to bed, but she would then complain about my performance in the bedroom after olive oil making club. I'm like, honey, we're both hopped up on estrogen right now. Like, I can't crush olives and pussy. <laughs> That's Brooke, what does Brooke have to say? <laughs> I will take any feedback you have for me on the profile. Um, uh, so, we, like, it was a weird transition for you to go from, like, I spend my money on boring things like hummus to I'm too hardcore for olive oil because those are, like, the same genre. Of, um, what would Clark Gable be crushing before he crushes pussy? Right. Uh, and then when you're talking about what your what would uh, what would your Instagram look like if it was your money? Would it be like just got one percent interest on like my Roth yeah. IRA? I don't know. I yeah. what I don't know finance. Like 401k <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roth. <laughs> I mean, everything was very funny. It all got laughs. Yeah. So I would just like every said everything was very funny. It all got laughs. So I would just like build on it. If you really want harsh feedback, uh, <laughs> you end your you end your set saying I've been David Roth, but you have to keep being David Roth. I know. I just don't remind myself. Of that. Okay. Twenty-six. 
Um, are you are you doing the uh, is the no eye contact a move for you now? Because if that's what you're doing, you did it really well. And I'm and I'm and I'm not. I'm actually it didn't not work you know it was kind of like that was you were doing your like pensive like I just kind of got divorced like fucking I'm just looking down thing it's it's honestly not a, a bad choice I was just wondering if that was something you were doing yeah, not, not really I was just you did it <laughs> uh, it, but it actually worked though um, you know and you got to do whatever makes you comfortable and I feel like it did make you comfortable <laughs> Uh, I also, I really like the, the line postcards for my lost money. I thought that was great. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. Right, David Roth. Oh, right. Your next comedian coming up. We're going to bump a little on the list. Don't worry about it. It's not you. It's not you. I've got to bump the list around because some people have to leave. But put your hands together, everybody. Take out your notepads and get ready for Patricio. How you guys doing tonight? Homelessness. It's pretty bad right now. Saw a homeless guy on the street the other day. He's saying... Give me a dollar, little bitch. It's like, oh my god, fuck no, fuck you. <laughs> and um, my friend was like, man, that's that's kind of rude. He was like, yo, man, that's kind of rude. Don't don't do that shit. He's a homeless guy. He's you know, he's living on the street. I was like, man, fuck him. He's like, oh, you know, didn't actually say little bitch, but you know, I felt it, man. I felt it. He looked at me in the eyes and said, give me that dollar. I said, no, man, uh-uh. Um, and it's been uh, it's been kind of fucking me up, homelessness, you know? I saw this Asian kid in the street, and um, I was drinking water, and I felt really bad, you know? I was like, this kid's really poor. He's Asian, right? He's really poor. You know, little, like, Cambodian kids that are, like, running around with no shoes on, no shirt? That's what I thought he was, and I felt really bad instantly, so I gave him a dollar. <laughs> Fuck the homeless guy, though. I'll give it. <laughs> um, it's my first time doing comedy, ever. But, nah, see, I wasn't doing it for some, like, cheap applause or anything. I was just, like, trying to segue. So, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, no, I, I get, like, my inspiration. I like a lot of, like, dark comedy. You know, like, Hannibal Burris. He's, like, really dark. He's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, like... You know, Akon's pretty dark, but he's not a comedian. <laughs> but I like him too. Yeah, I get a lot of inspiration from him. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got right now. This is my first. Uh, this is my first. Uh, I'll get more. I'll be back next week. All right, Patricio. Do you want comments? Oh, okay, cool. So, hey, everybody, we got comments for okay, Patricia. I feel like a class hole because I'm the first person to talk every no, no, time. No, no, I think it's just proximity to the mic. Arjun can talk first. Okay. It was, um, it was a bit difficult to understand what you were saying, especially okay. in the beginning. Towards the end, you're, it sort of became clearer, but at first, you're just, you're just kinda, you were talking kind of quietly yeah, right. and quickly, and that's like a bad yeah, totally. mix. So, like, Handel yeah. Burst, he talks quietly, but he's, like, very deliberate and slow. Uh -huh. So. Okay. Comedy? Yeah. Every. Okay. This is going to make me sound like I have a lot more experience than I do, so take it with a grain of salt. I read me. this. I didn't make this up. Uh, but they always say, like, don't punch oh. down, punch up. 
meaning don't make fun of people who are doing worse than you. Only make fun of people who are doing better than you. Huh. So I'd be careful with the homeless stuff <laughs> in San Francisco. Yeah, totally. Cause yeah, I wasn't making fun of homeless people. I was just maybe it was maybe I couldn't hear it very well because I yeah. agree with Arjun. I like it was hard to understand Understood. where the punches were. Um, but yeah, just like be careful of that. Okay. Fun. But I make fun of people all the time, so I don't know. <laughs> oh no, that's not okay for me. That's it. All right. Thank you guys. No. All right, your next comedian. Yay, it's first time ever. Yay, Patricio, yay. All right, your next comedian, it's not his first time ever. Uh, he's stalwart here on the comedy scene. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for Jackson McBrayer. All right, this is going to be story time. So uh, there's punchlines in here somewhere. Help me find them. I just turned 33, guys. My birthday was last Tuesday. And uh, I figured out what I want to be as, uh, when I grow up. I, uh, see, I went, to, uh, I went to my first poly play party, which is awesome, super fun. Uh, it's really cool because at a, at a polyamorous event, you're just allowed to be like, hey, do you want to fuck? No? Okay, let's have a conversation. And that's totally like socially acceptable. I'm like, this is so much better than like regular world. Uh, I like it. It's awesome. Um, but I figured out like, because I was like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about getting into wheelchair fetish porn. And I was like, yeah, you should do that. And then like for the rest of the week, I was telling my friends, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to get into wheelchair fetish porn. And this is my best friend's reaction. He was like, oh my God, when you told me you wanted to be a teacher, I was like, that makes a ton of sense. But this makes like 10 times more sense. I was like, that's awesome. Like, thanks for all the support. I was like, why was I ever worried about this? Like, would being in porn negatively affect my career? No. I talk about my dick on stage all the time. If I was in porn, I could stop doing that. Like, basically, my whole set has always been like, this is a commercial for why you should fuck the disabled. Or I could just actually be the guy fucking porn stars and be like, see? This is what you should be doing. I think it's better. It's a good life plan. Uh, I figured out what I want to be when I grow up, and it's a porn star. Uh, also, like the nice thing is, like the last girl I hooked up with, she uh, she was in a foursome the, the day before, and she was too sore to actually have fun for very long. And so I only got to have sex with her once. And I was like, how the fuck do normal dudes do this? Like, that's not good enough. And I'm like, if I fuck porn stars, I can break my five-hour mark. And I've never been able to do that because women always get sore before I can get to five hours. And I'm like, that's, that's just a goal. It's good to have goals. I, yeah, and yeah, fine, whatever. It's a, it's a thing. Uh, I also thought of the best porn name ever, which is William Chariot. Or, you know, Willie. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I was like, that's so fucking brilliant. Uh, I also went to my first strip club last, or a few weeks back, and, you know, because there was a Tourette's Without Regret show, and so afterwards, I was like, okay, I'll go get a lap dance, and I'm getting a lap dance, and I let my dick get hard, because I heard it's rude if you don't, and the stripper just goes like, oh my god. I was like, oh yeah, that does that, but what I should have done is, oh, that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, how great would that be? <laughs> and when, when she asked me, she's like, oh, is this your first time? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, if I want to get a lap dance, I'll just go to a regular club and your girlfriend will give me a lap dance. And while the stripper is giving me a lap dance, she bust out laughing with, like, a full body laugh. And I was like, 
See, I'm funny. I'm really fucking funny. <laughs> like, how many people can actually make a stripper genuinely laugh while she's giving a lap dance? I felt good about myself. That was uh, a high moment of my week. Uh, <laughs> it's important to have goals, guys. I guess that's uh, that's the takeaway here. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like me getting into porn is kind of like Disneyland because I'm in a wheelchair. I just get to cut in front of the line. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like I can just do that. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys have any better uh, wheelchair porn star names, let me know. But I think that one's pretty fucking good. So, like, yeah. Uh, first names and last names, like Richard, Peter, uh, Willie. They're good. Uh, last names are kind of harder. Um, but um, uh, but anyway, uh, the last thing I want to say before I get out of here is, um, yeah, fuck it. I'm good. Give me your feedback. <laughs> Jackson McBrayer. Comments. I think that this idea of uh, like being a porn star is everyone's goal, basically, or at least like your goal, because then you're like, I wouldn't have to do any of the things I do otherwise, because I would just like get to have sex. I think it would be funny to kind of like generalize that to um, to really like no one would have to do like half the things they do if they could just like be porn stars and have sex anyway, basically. I think that's really funny. I like it a lot. Yeah. Thank you. I think it'd be kind of a, just a fun performance moment for like us to discover with you that wheelchair porn is a fetish. Like you, maybe you didn't realize like, oh my God, like my life affliction is like a fucking fetish. Cause like I can't have, no one has like an advertising copywriter fetish, you know, no one has like a mark, you know, there's just, that's like a cool discovery. And I felt like you got really into that and that's like a unique thing about you. So like, I feel like I want to hear I wanted to discover that along with you and with okay, so like feign, feign the idea of like I just figured this out, guys. Like yeah, but okay. just because or just yeah, because I feel like the realization is what's really fun about that. Just as like a way to get into that, or like why haven't you thought of it before? Or you know, I mean, yeah, it seems like there's like there needs to be like an inciting incident of why this is like on your mind, and maybe you just saw it, or I don't know. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Uh, for the porn star thing, you said you'd be doing things you've already been doing, like fucking and have, and then your parents being disappointed in you. Uh, yeah, well, that's like as opposed to this. Yeah, yeah. So like they're already disappointed. So you're already doing exactly <laughs> what you're doing now, disappointing your parents and fucking. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. I think there's opportunity for awkward comedy if you try and crowdsource your porn star name on stage, and then like. If people get weird about it, you could, there's a lot of comedy in you telling them that it's okay to like, pre- like not pretend like your chair isn't there, or whatever. Or like, uh, yeah. The five hour mark. I was trying to think of a punchline for that because I think you kind of like. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was that was. There's a big opportunity there, and I. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what it was. Because you said yourself that you were gonna on that. Don't give up on yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, that was Jackson McBrayer. All right, another commu- comedian coming up for you guys next. Put your hands together for James Mara. What up? What up? How are you guys doing? My name's James. Um, I'm half German, half Kenyan, which is why I look like this. Um, Luckily, we're not in the South anymore, so I don't have to explain like what that means or where those places are. Like, so, did you say you were born in like a canyon or something? Like, I'm kind of. Anyway, um, 
so yeah, I'm half German, half Kenyan. That's a uh, it's kind of an interesting place to be. Um, you know, half of me is from the most oppressed region of the world. Um, and then the other half just had this really mean rumor spread about them by the Jews. <laughs> like, it's kind of a weird place to be. Um, what this does give me is a lot of, uh, so I'm a writer. This gives me a lot of creative freedom to uh, work on a lot of different projects. Um, right now I'm working on a black comedy where, uh, set in Nazi Germany, where Martin Lawrence plays Hitler. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> It's sort of like a it's sort of like a half Schindler's List, half Big Mama's House three, <laughs> which is clearly the best of that franchise. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of working on the title right now. I'm leaning towards uh, Martin does the Holocaust. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so f funny city we live in. Um, a lot of entitled people, a lot of techies, and a lot of homeless people. And the other day, I ran into uh, sort of a magical combo of all three of those. Um, so I'm walking to work and just kind of minding my own business. Um, yeah, and I just hear, uh, let me get some fucking change, bitch. And I turn around, and there's just like this really crusty, just black dude in long johns and one of those like Obama hats. Do you guys remember those? <laughs> um, so. So so yeah, I'm first, first I'm like first of all rude, not not a great way to start a conversation, um, and secondly I'm like you know I don't have any change I don't have any cash like I'm sorry man he's like nigga I take card, <laughs> and and he and he pulls out an iPhone with a square reader, um, so 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 obviously I'm thinking to myself I'm like all right you know you're in San Francisco when more dudes in shit stained long johns can accept card than bars, right? Um, so I'm like, whatever, you know. Um, he had a certain charm to him, so I was like, let's do this. Uh, pulled out my, you know, pulled out my card, gave it to him. I was like, all right, dude, can we do 10? He's like, uh, we have a $20 minimum. <laughs> um, all right, lastly, I'm just going to try out a couple impressions for you guys. Uh, this first one is uh, new. Oh. <laughs> This, uh, this first one is a nuanced Trump supporter. Look, I ain't saying we should kick out all the Muslims, just the one that wears the towel things. This next one is a kid, a baby who just officially became too old to breastfeed. Oh, fuck yeah, mom, give me that shit. <laughs> and uh, this last one is hipster plantation owner. Dude, you know what I've been getting like really into? Slavery. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> James Mora. Great set, James. Likes a lot. Thank um, you, Jenny. I think when you do the the most oppressed place in the world, and the other half had the means for. Rumor. This would kind of be like a different joke, but I like. I feel like it could be a funny misdirect if it's like the most oppressed place in the world, and then the other half is just like sunny Africa or something, where like you're leading people to think that Kenya is the most right. oppressed place, but actually you're talking about Germany. Yep. Um, although I liked what you did with it too. I think uh, for the Obama hats, uh, I think you could cut down the description of the guy, but also like Obama hats made me think of like. Um, like Obama phones or like Obamacare or something. So like you could describe the Obama hat as being like, you know, it's like the really shitty, like uh, whatever, like everyone gets a hat, but like does it actually really have 
3G or something. I don't know. Uh, and then I, I thought you could have done a joke with, like, uh, he has a square reader. And you know how, I don't know if other people experience this, but, like, what they always ask you if you want to tip, even if it's, like, not a place where you really have to tip. But then if, like, someone's watching, you, like, kind of have to tip. You know what I mean? And, like, so, like, you're, like, looking around to, like, see if other people are watching you tip this homeless guy because it's, like, square reader. I like that, yeah. I Thanks. I had a I had a low hanging fruit part for the uh, the Obama hat. It's like you're sure. wearing an Obama hat and not asking for change. What's wrong with you? I like it. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um. Yeah. I think for the first part, like you were like I'm half German and half Kenyan, which is why I look like this. I mean, you can't. You got to say what you look like. That's like the classic comedian. Like that's why I look like a lesbian, Bill sure. Kilmer. And so it's just okay. like I don't know what I'm trying to. I was trying to think of what you look like exactly, but I mean, you could just do some like that's why I'm fast and hate Jews or something. You know, like <laughs> just give just give yourself the things of the combo. And then I, like I noticed that you referenced like Martin Lawrence in a Holocaust museum, and it was but. Which was, it seemed like an allusion to the fact that you have Kenyan, was it a sort of black thing and a German thing? Because it seemed like you made an allusion to your roots of black and Kenyan, you were still mixing those, but you didn't say that explicitly, so I'm like, wait, I don't know if you're like trying to, I don't know how like autobiographical, it was just this confusing area because it was Holocaust, which I thought it was because you're German and it was like Martin Lawrence, I guess, because I, I thought you were part black, so, right, but that yeah. was never said explicitly into the foreground, said, so yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. purposeful, then you should like let us know that this is based on your life or something like that. Yeah, so, so it was from, so I used to have the last joke be like, my girlfriend, since I'm not like very like that black, she needs to like project black stereotypes on me to like make sex more authentic or whatever. Yeah. So like, it would be like increasingly w fucked up stereotypes like, like I'm good at basketball, like I play my music on my Android on Muni. And then the last one was gonna be like, you like those Martin Lawrence movies, don't you? But like without, the, without that one, it was really, yeah. I see, I see what you're saying, though. It's like it's like kind of a weird, random thing to be in there. Didn't you say that, that, that that's there? because of your background you can get weird writing jobs? Wasn't that your segue for that? Sort of, yeah. So kind of yeah, that's I followed that, actually. Um, I, I see how Martin Lawrence is kind of just a random thing to put in there, though. The, but. Yeah, fuck you. Um, uh, I agree with David that like you can't just be like, I look like this. I had, I had a suggested... Just like a session, you'd be like, oh, I'm like German and Kenyan, meaning I'm functional and I'm also allowed to say the N word yeah. since you say it later on in your set. Uh, <laughs> what? You said it? Okay, I just, whatever. Uh, you, the way you structured the line about uh, Big Mama 3 and then Schindler's List, I would say, I would put Schindler's List second because I think that's the, f like, you first said Schindler's List meets sure Big Mama, and then I would, I would flop those. Uh, I thought your impressions were really funny. Cool. I hate Thanks, guys. Okay. I wanted to wrap that thing up about Martin Lawrence in Germany. He's he is German. Is he actually? Yeah, he's born in Germany, and then he moved to uh, whatever, Washington. Wow, my mind is just like very blown. But <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. James Mara. All right, your next comedian is very funny lady. You guys can enjoy it very much. Put your hands together for Brooke Heineken. Now that you all hate me. Um, all right. Uh, so I'm getting really jealous of all of these uh, rappers that get to have cool rap names. And I'm, I'm sad that comedians get don't get to have cool names. Uh, like I was listening to Busta Rhymes recently, and I think that if I had a a comedian name that would be that similar it'd be Cracka Joke because my first name would be Cracka 
No, okay. Uh, or or politicians could have cool names like that because uh, Donald Trump's name would be Pumpkin Spice. No, okay. That's why this is a workshop, guys. Uh, mm, so I've been actually trying to do jokes related to my name. Uh, so my last name is pronounced Heineken like the beer, uh, but it's spelled with a C-H, so it literally spells out Heine Chen, like, like the body parts, Heine Chen. Uh, so Butchin is my last name, uh, like John Travolta and Dell. Um, right, I'm bailing on that one too. Okay, uh, so I want to make this story punchier. Uh, I used to have this cat, uh, much more believable angle to start with, <laughs> uh, and I hope you guys. Okay, this cat was sick when I got her. Do you believe me? Okay, this cat was sick when I got her. Uh, they basically put out a last call on this cat. And I was a foster in the foster system, and so I went to go pick up this cat, but they neglected to tell me until I picked this cat up that she had a respiratory infection. So she made a lot of noise when she breathed, and they named her Kazoo. Uh, but they, what they didn't tell me until I picked her up was that this cat required vaporized medication three times a day, which initially wasn't a problem. I'm happy to bend my schedule completely around the medical needs of a cat. Uh, but this cat required vaporized medication by mask. And I don't know if you know a lot about cats and what they like to have on their face. Puss in Boots really mismanaged my expectation there because this cat didn't like the mask. Like, imagine, like, please put your own mask on before helping your cat uh, mask. So we bought this tub from Target and, like, step one, cut a hole in the tub. Step two, put the cat in the tub. And we hotboxed the cat three times a day. <laughs> for a month, <laughs> and it didn't even work. <laughs> this cat lost an eye anyway, and she was so pissed at me. She would sit at the end of my bed and just stare at me with her one eye like, Lieutenant Dan, you should have let me die out there. <laughs> I was supposed to die. Um, so this cat's still alive, by the way. I don't know if I said that. She's fine. Uh, when I moved out to San Francisco, I had to put her up for adoption. And I took her to, and I, I was very attached to her. She hated me, but I was very attached to her. So I took her to an adoption vent just to sort of feel it out. Uh, and I left her cage there, and I was like, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. And they're like, if we're still setting up the event, it was an outdoor event. It was rainy. The woman literally said to me, I promise this cat will not get adopted. So I went to go get a cup of coffee. And when I came back, she had an adopted sign hanging on her, her cage, which is sad and, for me, very heartbreaking, probably not as heartbreaking as it was for her to watch a 25-year-old woman have a meltdown in a Petco parking lot. Uh, but the man who adopted her, I'm pretty sure he's going to die soon anyway. He didn't have a single hair on his body, like no eyebrows or anything. Like, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? because he looks like the king of Karth, like all sunken-eyed and scary. Um, and I made him, I scared him to the point where he has, sends me pictures monthly of this cat. But he doesn't know how to take a good picture of her. They're all like proof-of-life photos of like the back of her head. And so I asked for him with a little more light in it, and he sent me a picture of her meditating next to a candle, which means I'm not the most crazy cat person in the world. But I already mentioned that she has only one eye, so limited depth perception, and she has long fur. So putting her next to a candle is a very curious choice. All right, thanks, guys. I'll take any tag. Brooklyn again. Uh, nice job. I uh, I like this stuff about your name, Heineken, uh, Heine Chin. It's good. Uh, also, just butt face. Like, 
uh, and then like, like it's very it's, unfinished. I guess. Yeah, um, and like I I don't know if it's actually going to be funny, but like, what's the I, actual I meaning of Heineken? Like, do you know? You can try, but it, 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 German for bad beer. I'm not yeah, yet. it might it might add a layer to the joke. I yeah. don't know what Heineken means, but you should at least Google it. I'll look it up. Thanks. Yeah. The, the King of Karth is from Game of Thrones is a bit like obscure. I mean, there. Okay. Yeah, I just think like old, other older people would be. Okay. Find someone else who's bald and sickly. Hey, Brooke. Um, I think when you say this cat was. Sorry, did I do you want to go? Oh, all right, I'm just going to go. When you say it, this cat was sick when I got her, I don't know if you need that part unless you're going to make us feel like, like, it makes it sound like you want the audience to not be judging you because of how sick this cat is. And, like, so unless you're going to, like, later do a misdirect where, or, like, yeah. mislead us into believing that you made the cat sick somehow, I don't know if you need okay. that part. No. Uh, I like this dick in the box thing. I don't know if you, I feel like maybe you didn't go far enough. Everyone everyone was, like, following that, right? The dick in the, cut a hole in the box. Yeah. I think you should just keep, I don't know, I love dick in the box. You just keep going with the cat dick in the box metaphor um and then i think you should also throw in the woman's face that the cat got adopted when she says like this cat will never be adopted like maybe you have like some kind of like <laughs> meltdown when you're like who the fuck do you think you are talking you know what i mean like, like, yeah of course that's perfect cat okay yeah thank you that's good thanks hey uh the the one thing that it's when the cat is like when you're hot boxing the cat and it's like in the box, I feel like at the end I want it to be dead or I need like that's the <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. There's a Schrodinger's cat line I forgot. Cause it's just it's building to like a misdirect and then you just completely backpedal and be like later on in the set you're like the cat's fine, nothing happened. It's like we put this cat in the box, you're just like you're building, building, building to like you need to build to something. Like okay. there needs to be and unless it's there's no re I mean, I'm just trying to think. You need to make that like a big a big moment in your set in, in the joke okay. and have something sure. like ha I'm just I don't have like any punches but like something needs to pay yeah. off in that in that specific thing okay I agree and but comedy needs to be true so you gotta kill your cat you sounded like you gave up on the pun in the beginning which pun sorry crack a joke oh yeah don't give up on that do not give up on that that was funny oh nice do not give up definitely give up on that okay Sweet, thanks guys. Rock Heineken. All right, it's a female rock block. Your next comedian, funny lady, put your hands together. Ginny Hogan. You're being disruptive. <laughs> so this this guy broke <laughs> broke up with me recently, and he said like, I think we should see other people. And I was like, okay, we don't have to keep dating, but, like, do I have to see other people? Like, that's kind of, can I just hang out by myself, you know? Like, it's, I feel like it's kind of extreme to both break up with me and tell me what I have to do next, you know? And then, and then, if he's going to tell me I have to see other people, I was like, okay, dude, do, do, do you have any suggestions? Like, uh, you're throwing it out there, like, I don't know. You know how hard it was for me to get you to date me? Like, it's not just that easy for me. I uh, I I was considering doing a reassignment surgery this morning, <laughs> so I broke up with a burning <laughs> woke up with a burning sense of entitlement. Um, <laughs> I was on the street at night uh, alone by myself, and have I mentioned that I'm like alone a lot? Um, I uh, and I see a guy walking towards me, and I get kind of scared. I like tense up, you know, um, and and then as he gets closer, I realize that he's white. <laughs> 
And then I'm like really proud of myself, you know, for like also being scared of a white guy. Like I think it's just great. I mean, it's 2016. Like I feel like we're ready for women to be scared of men of all races, you know. <laughs> we're there. <laughs> um, I. Uh, anyone know what squatters' rights are? Yeah. I think a lot of you know. <laughs> if you if you hang out somewhere long enough, you can just on on property that you don't own, it can just become your property legally. Like that's the rule. You own the property even without paying for it. Um, I would love to just like get some property without paying for it. I hate squats. It's not gonna happen. Um, I uh, <laughs> squatters' rights. You're asking Arjun to confirm. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I wish they had squatters' rights for other things, though, like, um, like if I spend the night with a guy and he doesn't kick me out by, like, 2 p.m., like, he's my boyfriend, <laughs> gonna, you know? Then at, like, 1.58, I can, like, go down on him and, like, flip his phone over so he doesn't know what time it is, and then, like, boom, boyfriend. I feel like that'd be a great opportunity to take advantage of, like, daylight savings time, you know? Like, no one knows what time it is, like, spring forward, fall back, boyfriend. <laughs> boom, there we go. I, um... I never, I mean, this is kind of an intense bit. Just, yeah, I never really, okay. I, I've had sex with like eight people, like most of whom I've like tagged in mutiny radio posts at one point or another um, <laughs> in the pre-sign. And I, but I still don't feel like sexually experienced at all. Like it wouldn't surprise me if like the next guy I sleep with like thinks I'm a virgin and is like, no, no, you've been doing it wrong the whole time. Like you've actually only had anal sex. Um, <laughs> your vagina's untouched. <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> um, and the, the reason I think I've been doing it wrong is that I haven't had like an orgasm during sex, and so I um, I think that kind of something must be up. I must be doing it wrong in some way. But I can't really imagine. I don't know. I'm like an engineer. Like I'm a systems thinker, and I can't really imagine an angle that like the dick would come into my vagina and also I would get an orgasm. Like based on what I know about how I get orgasms, like I just don't. I can't really see it working out. The only possible angle I think that would work is if his head went through my torso, really. Like, that's the only. And so my working theory right now is that my, I think my clitoris is, like, up higher than it should be, basically, relative to my vagina. So can I get, maybe, like, Brooke, can you estimate for me the distance between the, your clitoris and the northern rim of your vagina? <laughs> or Pam, can you, you think it's like this, Brooke? I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's like that. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like this, and mine is like this. That's kind of my theory. What do you think yours is? You seem like a clitoris close to the top of vagina kind of girl. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, all right, I'm going to stop. Thanks. Jelly Ogan. Comments. Uh, with the clitoris being, like, higher than it should be, it's like... Uh, your clitoris is like, get that dick away from me. It just keeps getting farther away. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It keeps jumping up. Yeah. 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 I want to hear more about what type of dicks your like shape is good for. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't understand the head through torso thing. Yeah. Well, I've heard I think it. it's like you have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because that's a, that's an opportunity for a really funny punch. That one just doesn't make <laughs> sense make, to okay, me yeah. at first. Understanding. Um. Uh. You should when you're in bed. So, like, you, you do your first alone thing. That is really funny about the recommendation. Uh, and then you talk about being in bed, and then you go back to uh, walking on the street alone, and you say, like, I'm always alone. Yeah. Say you're alone in bed, too. So, like, oh, like yeah. a three. Yeah. yeah. That sort of sticks in your head. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. That was all really funny. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, I really like the squatters' rights. 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Arjun. <laughs> hey. hey, Madison, how, how far do you think your clitoris is from <laughs> the top room of your vagina? You missed a set. Oh, really? OK. Well, okay. Yeah. Is that real? Really? What is one inch? I feel like this isn't, this isn't a measurement that people talk about. This is <laughs> did you make a joke last, when you did this last night about why girls need a ruler in bed now? Oh, no, I should, though. Yeah, I you should. Yeah. Cool. Or like girls should start putting that in their dating profile while guys yeah, put I feel their like height. Yeah, that's an important number that no one's m keeping track of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Data scientist, you can yeah. do some studies. Probably something really quick with like the recommendation to see other people. It's like if I, if that's the, the reason I'm with you is because no one else is willing to see me. You know, yeah, like because it just yeah. seems like a very, Thanks. yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Cool. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Right. Just so you guys know, we only have 45 minutes left of the joke workshop, and there's still a lot of people on this list, but we're going to try to get through them. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Connor Doherty! I like the light. There seems to be a disconnect between the subject matter and the age of this audience. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Oh. I'm not going to touch that anymore. I've been trying to get into meditation recently. I don't know if it's working. I don't know how I'll know if it's working. It's like if a hip young person does meditation and doesn't tell anyone about it, can they still be self-actualized? Oh, well, that just has an answer then. <laughs> Contact comedy. <laughs> I have been trying to write more physical humor lately, but here we are with my closed body language. I tried to get into meditation a couple years ago, and I read this book, and... It, pussy. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get into meditation and I read this book and it suggested this technique. It was like, think of the most absurd thing you can. And I was like, that is what I am trying to stop doing. That seems like the opposite. Like I'm having a conversation and then I think, you know, what if, so sometimes in my head I confuse the words for dildo and condom. Like I know they're different, but I mix up the words sometimes. Like they're both plastic and dick shaped, but they're different things. But I think like, you know what I'm saying? Like you ever been like, oh, do you have any dildos? Fuck, I mean, uh, it's already too late. <laughs> but I'm like having a conversation with a person and I think like, what if, we had both the words dildo and condom, but only one of the concepts. It's like, it, it's possible to conceive of a world in which that happens, right? It's metaphysically possible, but it doesn't seem particularly likely. But that's what I was thinking about when I was trying to meditate, and <laughs> that didn't help. 
Um, clown sex. This guy's into it. I feel like people judge me for being into clown sex. Treat me like, you know, I'm like a pedophile or something. It's like, no, it's different. But I would be lying if I said I'd never popped a boner at a kid's birthday party. Because there's a clown there. It's not my fault I can't get off without a squirting flower cock ring. Pussy! I have a new metaphor for my jokes. Uh, the universe is expanding. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> At a constant rate everywhere, but like not significantly. So like I can't see like you getting further away from me. But if you go over like a very long distance, it starts to become more significant, right? Because it's the rate of expansion times the distance. So there are actually cosmological bodies at the edge of our universe that are moving away from us faster than the speed of light, meaning we can't perceive them because you can only perceive things by light bouncing off of them and then hitting you in the eye. <laughs> and I think this is a great metaphor for my comedy where there like might be a punchline somewhere there but like the joke itself is expanding at such a rate <laughs> to like lose the audience's interest and comprehension. So even if there is the punchline there, it's just getting further and further away and you'll never get to experience it. I'm not gonna pick this up again. Pussy, I'm done. <laughs> Connor Doherty, everyone, comments. I'm not saying this is where you should take it, but it would be funny if you did. The You got the whole setup for the science part of it, and I could just see a comedian saying, and that's how much scientific research has been done to prove by, by women are getting further and further away from me, or like turn it into like a people thing, getting away from you versus a I don't need thing. more jokes about social isolation, but <laughs> <laughs> thank <Fair>. you. <laughs> thank you, though. <laughs> Um, I really like those photos of uh, your brother playing football on Facebook. Um, I think that... <laughs> did you, this, 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 this was trying to be funny. Uh, I, I think... I think the what? Se- what? What, what are you talking about? Was it not you? Did your, bro- did your brother, the brother play football? No? No. Okay, maybe someone else. Anyway, uh, comedy-based feedback. I think... Like your setups were just a little bit hard to get into, like the 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 dildo and the condom, and then the clown boner thing. It's like both of those just were so they're very abstract to begin with, and I just needed like you need to find a way to like get us into those jokes in like a clear and sort of you got to sell that, and I got to buy into it because right now I think the reason you just didn't get much of a response was because it was just like we're suddenly like. You sort of zoom us in there without a context or anything. You know, I'm like, why are you talking about this? And I, and I think that's just, it needs more setup. Like, I think that's that's the simple part of that. And then some of your other stuff, it was, it was really funny and interesting, but they're kind of like thinkers. And I was like, some of the punches, I was just like spending too much time, like trying to wrap my head around exactly what you were saying, even though like, I felt like I got stuff like four or five seconds later, but I was still just doing like a, a little bit more thinking than I uh, 
than would have just gotten like a, a laugh in the moment. young person meditating like I feel I was ready for you to make a joke that was like what about also like me meditating you know what I mean because you kind of like called yourself hip do you remember that uh, you were like what a hip young person yeah. yeah I think you should be like and then what about unless you want to be hip okay just separate conversation um condoms aren't really dick shaped you know like that's kind of that was my thing with the dildos and the condoms that they sort of like assume the shape of whatever they're on that's your, <laughs> that's your problem with that. <laughs> Unlike David, I got them all right away, but my gotta be true to the subject matter. Uh, <laughs> for the um, <laughs> for, I don't have a brother. For the <laughs> is this working? Oh, yeah, I wear pants that fit. Don't hello. Uh, for for the meditation, um, you said uh, how do I know if the meditation is not working? You should say, because it doesn't work. And just, like, totally down, like, meditation. Like, <laughs> like just, it doesn't okay. doesn't work at all. So, are you telling me this, like, as a fact? No, no, no. no I, it probably does. I'm not. It's just oh. funnier to say. I couldn't tell if that was, like, comedy advice or life advice. It, you will funny. never find inner peace. Give up. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Connor Doherty! All right, your next comedian is a favorite all over the Bay Area. Clap wildly for Joey Avery! I thought there was someone else before me. Doesn't matter. Let's fucking go! All right, can I move this? I can. Yeah, this next guy fucking sucks. Um, it's all right, Greg, you've heard it. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you guys a story of uh, a time I got my first free massage. It happened to me last week. It was very exciting. Yeah, it's not something that I do very often. Uh, it was happening in my, in my office building, opportunity to get a free massage. It was very exciting. I didn't have very high expectations. It's going to be a free massage, so I go, and they're like, you're going to be in seat number nine. It's perfect. I sit there. A guy walks up to me with a loose gray ponytail and old knowing eyes, and he says, my name is Zoltan. <laughs> My expectations have shot sky high for this massage. I was like, fuck yeah, Zoltan, let's do this. I was here to get my neck worked out, but there's a few kinks in my soul, if you might be able to work on that. All right, so I was very excited. I get in the chair, I'm ready, I'm relaxed, and he's like, all right, take a deep breath. And before I can do anything, I just hear him go, <sighs> and I was like, oh. Interesting, I thought that direction was for me, but I guess uh, it was for you. And then he starts the massage, and he, he starts it, and he starts doing this thing where he's not really massaging me, he's just kind of like placing his intention on my back. <laughs> and at this point, I'm thinking, this whole massage might be for him. I don't, pan flute music starts playing, he's flying my arm through the air like a bird. He's having me do this kind of like willow tree back and forth. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? All right, I'm trying to relax, but I have my face in that little hole and I'm just like giggling, <laughs> just like trying not to laugh. And then all of a sudden it just ends abruptly because uh, I guess my time was up and I look up 
and he's just staring at me. And I was like, ah, thank you. <laughs> and he paused and he took a breath and he looked very deep in my eyes and he said, thank you. <laughs> I was like, okay, that whole thing was for Zoltan, all right? And that's fine. Life's hard. It's hard to find a connection. If you need to rub strangers to find it, that's who am I to judge, all right? It was good enough for me, so I had a good day. Feeling good about that. I'm in the bathroom later, and uh, there's someone in the stall next to me, and I hear a fart and a giggle, and that kind of piqued my curiosity. So I, I looked over, and I saw that the feet were askew of the toilet. Uh, this was not someone who was sitting on a toilet. So I begin to focus on this, and then immediately I just see bare ass drop down beneath the crack, shit into a toilet paper covered hand, and throw it in the toilet, and I'm appalled, <laughs> all right? I'm sitting there like ready to fucking kick down this door and MacGyver it. <laughs> The second this dude gets out, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and finally the door opens, I fly out, and who do you think I see but Zoltan? <laughs> yes! That's right. I was so upset. I was like, this is a place of work, okay? You can't come in here with your pan flute music, taking tribal squats, shitting in your hand like this is a wigwam, okay? I work here. I was getting very defensive. I don't give a shit about my place of work, but all of a sudden I'm like, this is America, all right? You can't just shit in your hand. And I realized it upset me for a couple reasons, um, mostly because of his profession. Like, if that was my manager, I wouldn't be as mad, okay? He works as a computer. He works at a computer, plus he's Indian, so it's more culturally sound. Uh... But I realize the real reason that I'm upset is if there's any job, aside from every job, where you should not shit on your fucking hands, it's a job where you go around rubbing people for money. Um, all right, that's it for me. Thank you. Joey Avery exploring the boundaries with Zoltan. <laughs> Edgy. All right, everybody. Comments? Uh... The whole thing is very funny. I'm sure you know that because everyone was laughing at it the whole time. Uh, the one thing I was going to say is the way you were, like, said when you saw him shitting in his hand and then your big punchline that he built up to, and I was appalled. Right. I didn't think that was as funny right. as, like, the way that you built up the sentence. Right. Uh, but the whole story is hilarious. Uh, laugh. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's like the story is funny that I didn't write in a bunch of punchlines, so I need, I, I need to like kind of do a little more of that. Yeah, thank you. I feel like I wanted to hear the line, who's pleasuring who? I feel like that's, because you said like, the you said something about like this direction for me, and I was like, I feel like I wanted to hear that instead of it. Yeah. And then, is there anything with like the pan flute? Like, you heard a pan flute and like you weren't feeling anything on your body and like you wanted to like is that is he playing is this like a lie <laughs> like is this like a lie <laughs> that's, no, that <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> Zoltan <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah also I think there's something about the fact that this is a free massage like and like Right. You never sort of explain why it's. I don't know if you did, but it's, it seems like it makes sense that this is just like. You get what you pay for. Yeah, there's yeah. something about. Yeah, he. This is obviously like. Yeah, it's free because. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Do you realize he shits in the hands he touches people 
that's what I imagine. Yeah, the that's joke the, was. that's another like tension that yeah. I wanted to be resolved. Was like he was wh- talking about that, wasn't he? With the that's what his profession is. Right. I guess he yeah, but I wanted it to be with like your massage because you kind of made it like general, and I wanted it to be like your experience. Like, oh my uh, god, yeah. did he shit? Like, how many times a day does this guy shit? Like, am I, if he's a once a day shitter, I'm good. But like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of worried that he was did he shit before my massage? Like, yeah. it, it just seemed like it's funny, but it could be personal. Right, you know? right, right. So, so the part where you talked about your Indian manager shitting in his hand is that uh is that a is that a stereotype associated with Indians? Uh, it's it's more it's actually more that it, like in India people wipe with their hand, right? That's why you don't eat with your left hand. I'm asking. <laughs> it's more of a Muslim uh, thing. No, actually, thing. bidets are really popular. So if anything, it's it's. That cleaner. is for sure a stereotype, though. I'm not saying it's accurate. Oh, okay. but <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I'll strike that from the record. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that feedback. The, the the one thing I had was like the consistency of the shit. You're like, this isn't even like a dry shit. It's like the kind that's like definitely leaking out through the toilet paper. <laughs> oh, You're like, this isn't like this isn't like a standard like you know dry log. <laughs> this is the kind. Oh God. This is the kind that's penetrating. Anyway, that's all I had. Yeah. Also double offensive because didn't you ask say that he shit in his hand because he lived in a wigwam? Yeah. I don't think you need to worry about that you're in. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys, dude. Yeah, I'm letting it rip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's my new stereotype about white people. They shit in their hands. All right. Thank you. Joey Avery. It's it's more of a Muslim stereotype than specifically Indian, but yeah, that works out. Uh, no, 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 wigwam's not Muslim, but people that shit and wipe their hands with the okay. It's not shitting in your hand; it's wiping with your hand, which is like your left. That's why they chop off one of your hands because then you have to wipe with the other hand, and no one wants to shake your hand. It's like a thing, like for people back in the day that didn't have toilet paper. Your next comedian, I bet he can afford toilet paper. Put your hands together. It's Tito Gonzalez. Yeah, I can. I can't afford toilet paper. Look at me. I have glasses now. Of course. Of course I can afford toilet paper, man. <laughs> I just got I just got my glasses back and I'm friends with a lot of comics, which means that they compliment me on the glasses but also shit on me on the same at the same time. <laughs> like Argent today, he's a, the first time he sees me with glasses, Argent's like, "You look smarter." Like <laughs> you know, like just fuck you. You can't be like nice, you know. But that, because I've now started been wearing them daily, and uh, the funniest thing I, I got was yesterday, and my friend was like, dude, you look like you would make a great vice principal. <laughs> like, not even full-on principal. Like, you look like you would make a great vice principal. Like, you have too much vitamin D to make it as a full principal, which is a great, you know, like on the east side of somewhere, like you would make a great vice, you know? Can you just imagine just me walking into like the play, the play art or whatever? To get, like, you could just tell, like, I would be the guy that could break up like a fight between two kids and be like, look, listen, and like make them realize that they're not fighting each other. They just have problems at home and make them connect on an emotional level, right? But I like, I can't help them out with algebra. <laughs> like that's what I look like with these glasses on, you know. Like I, I look like I can like turn on your computer, 
and like that's it <laughs> you know what i mean like that's <laughs> like that's just like all i can do man like i could stop those two kids from fighting and be like look here's a soccer ball you know or I can let them keep fighting and be like, here's the octagon. You know, <laughs> you know like you guys are going to make it. <laughs> that's just, uh, I don't know. That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told, and that's what I'm trying to feel like, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I'm working at a pizza place right now. I'm working at a pizza place in Berkeley, Italian food owned by two Indian guys. And... And so, and it's in Berkeley, okay? And they want to bring like some like Indian vibes to the pizza place, and but they're scared that the people aren't gonna like it. They're like, I don't know, you know. And it's like, yo, it's in Berkeley, super close to Cal. You know what I mean? Like, white people are gonna eat that shit up, even if it doesn't taste good, because <laughs> <laughs> white people want to be cultured. <laughs> you know, it would like instantly be a hit. You know what I mean? Like curry pizza. You know, it'd be good. But even if white people didn't like it because it wasn't vegan, you know what I mean? They would still like take pictures of it on Instagram. You know, <laughs> like post it like. You know, hashtag, you know, like, white guilt. Like, we got this. <laughs> I want to accept this so people know that I'm not racist. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I took, I took a, you guys took Uberpool? You guys just broke also? You guys take Uberpool? I, I took Uberpool the other day, and, and the guy that picked me up was a black guy. And... <laughs> Next joke. <laughs> no, the dude, the dude was black, and like I think because he was black, he felt like he had to be way more professional than he needed to be. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's Uber Pool, it's fine. But I got in the car, and he was like, "Hey, Tito, you know my name is, you know, Cameron with a Q U." <laughs> it's like that. What? <laughs> Cameron? No, Cameron. <laughs> He's like, you've now joined Uber Pool. We'll be going to pick someone else up. Uh, thanks for riding with us. Uh, you'll be dropped off like last. And I was like, fuck, like that's like it's really cool. Like I can't believe you explained all that to me. <laughs> he was like, yeah, because last time I got I picked up another black guy, <laughs> and then I picked up someone else. And because I didn't explain it, when the white lady got in the car, she was like, are you guys friends? <laughs> and left the Uber pool. <laughs> <laughs> and paid for her own private Uber. <laughs> hashtag white privilege. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do hashtag white jokes. Um, I, uh, I was walking down the street the other day. Uh, it was about 7 in the morning, and I was walking home, and I passed by this homeless guy pushing a shopping cart, and uh, he looked at me, he stopped, dude, and he just pointed straight at me, and he was like, dude, you're going to make it. You're great. I can see it. I can see it. You're going to make it. And I was like fucking super touched, you know? I was like, fuck, like how did he know? You know, like how does he know? How did he know that like I paid for none of that cocaine I was doing all night? <laughs> all right, that's, <laughs> that's that. Tito Gonzalez. All right, comments. Comments. It was really funny, but your zipper's open. No, it's fucking. Whenever you want. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like these pants. <laughs> All right. Are are we really? We're we all we got out of that is that his pants look like they're unzipped. Is that, no one else has any other comments. Everybody's cool. 
All right. Uh, what we're going to do anyway so that we can fit in our last couple comments is that we're going to shut the comments down because we have 22 minutes left uh, in the show and we have four comics. So that means they all will get, um, you know, the right amount of time. Here we go. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for George Davis. Hello, good evening. I was, uh, I listened to this podcast called The Council of Geeks, and uh, they were reviewing the uh, TV show Nick Cage, Luke Cage, Nick Cage. Um, and uh, it's really funny, because um, <laughs> the, like, there's like the lead guy, and then like his two little cronies. And the lead guy, he's like, the way he starts off, you can tell he has an attitude with the show. And I'm like, all right, well. He goes, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones is my favorite. I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird, but okay. And he starts getting in on like, you know, thing about Luke Cage is, like I understand that he's like a black character. I understand that it's in Harlem. And I, I understand, even though I don't like rap music, I get it, but I just, I just, I just couldn't get involved with this show. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. I just couldn't feel connected to the universe that this show lives in. So, you know, as good as it is, and the acting's spectacular, and the writing is great, and the, and the leads are amazing, and you know that one girl, she's cool, but I just can't get into it. And I was just personally, like, I don't know if anybody here has seen Cage, if anybody gives a fuck about Luke Cage, but it's a real black show, okay? It's like, it's like New York undercover black. It's like a black, black show. But here's the thing. <laughs> it's fucking racist. And why is it racist? Because I've never said that shit about fucking, oh, all right, first off, I'm 35 years old, and I've never fucking had to deal with, I've, I've never had any black person walk up to me and go, you know fucking um, Guardians of the Galaxy? It's got really good acting. It's got really good writing. But you know the thing is, like, space and, like, white people and shit, I just can't get into it. So, you know, I just can't really watch this. This is a, It's the craziest argument to me. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that was on my mind. Anyway, all right. Uh, oh, yeah, then speaking of, uh, fuck it. Let's just do this one and get the fuck on. All right. Um, well, that's kind of part of this because it just made me think of, like, <laughs> Black people never go around saying, like, all that bullshit's racist. It's just because, like, people don't complain about that shit, about any of that bullshit. It's like, look, I can enjoy shit and not have it be about my fucking life. Is that cool? Can you fucking handle that, right? Daredevil's fine. I was sitting there going, you know, right? Like, how about Friends? Friends was on for, like, 10 years. I don't like Friends, and it's not because they don't have black people on it. It's just, and it's in New York City. I like Seinfeld. There's no black people on fucking Seinfeld. You didn't hear fucking black people out there for 10 years. (laughs) Because it's not a thing. You fuckers turn that shit into things. It's not a thing. All right. Anyway. Sorry. But one cool thing is that like black people can turn any of that bullshit, even crying like white people are about fucking that shit into cool shit. Watch. 
Put them clapping together for your next comedian. He's a new guy. His name's Ernest E. Hey, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing? Um, I'm going to tell you about myself. Uh, I'm a father. I have a baby, guys. It's crazy. Somebody fucked me. Unbelievable. He's still alive. He's a newborn. Um, he's a biracial baby. He's half black, half Filipino. I got him tattooed right here. His name is Louis King Evangelista. But originally, I want to name him Tupac Yao. Tupac Yao. That would have been sick. Half rapper and a boxer. And he sings karaoke. He's a badass. I'm guessing, like, you guys look at me weird. The problem was, like, I'm guessing your parents, they had, like, sex to, like, Marvin Gaye. Or like Prince or something. I fucked my baby mama to a World Star Fight Comp video. So my kid ended up really ratchet. There's like things you learn when you're like a new daddy. You know, you can't eat buffalo wings and hold your baby. Because the sauce is going to burn his eyes. True story. And uh, I'm, I masturbate a lot, as you can tell. And you have to be really careful, guys, about where you keep... Your cum rags. Your cum rag, your cum rag, right? Because the stain of a cum rag is very similar to the stain of a bib. When you when you clean your baby's mouth off when he's drinking, you had to wipe it off with a bib. You don't want to do that with a cum rag. That's just bad parenting. He's like, what the fuck, Dad? How are you going to wipe my mouth off with my dead homies? That's why I keep the cum rugs on the bottom of the bed, bibs on the top. New rule in my life. New rule. I don't know, man. It It's really tough because, like, question, like, is it possible to get AIDS if you finger a girl with AIDS? And I and I have a f- ah, fuck, fuck and I have a hangnail. That was the punchline. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm moved here from uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a crazy, crazy place to live at. Uh, you know they have like uh they have slot machines in like uh everywhere. They have slot machines in uh, San Eleven. So Las Vegas is like the only place where in one night. You could gamble your whole life savings away and, like, get an STD from a hooker and also get shot at. All on the same 7-Eleven. All on the same 7-Eleven. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, do you guys hear about that, uh, the bad kid story? Like, the, he was, like, uh, the kid, he was, like, uh, dying of cancer and the city of San Francisco made him bad kid for today. Like, he, w- he made his dream go true. He made him Batman. It was, like, really cute. 
They had him like fighting like Joker in the middle of San Francisco and had a parade for him. But the night before, they had to murder his parents. Because how are you going to be Batman with parents? Okay, y'all, you guys have a good night. Ernest E., new comedian, yay. All right, your next comedian, he's a stalwart here at the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8. Clap your hands wildly for Arjun Banerjee. I had to grab this because I want to touch the mic with my disgusting, shit-covered hands. Oh, my God, man. Just like Joey Avery's dirty, disgusting, barbaric, inferior Indian manager. Oh, man. Oh, fucking, aren't we the worst? God, stereo... Not only are all stereotypes rooted in reality, the specific one that Joey Avery... Just I'm not going to keep on harping on that. I am in... I'm over it now. Okay, good. Just wanted to make that joke. Uh, Joey Avery's not a racist, but I am. Um, I every single time. This is a thing. This is a thing I have. Every single time I see a black person on the street, I'm worried they can hear all the racist thoughts I'm thinking. <laughs> like, I don't want to have them, and I would never voice them, and I do my best not to act on them, but they're there, and there's not much I can do about them. Uh... So I just try to keep that to myself. Same thing, I hate Indian guys. Uh, I think we're all creepy, but that's probably on me. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. That's good. I was, wor- was kind of scared about telling that, but uh, they laughed at it, so. <laughs> George laughed at it, so that means, am I a racist? Uh, yes, as we already discovered, guys. Keep up. Answer my own rhetorical questions. Don't do that. Anyways, as a millennial, I like to express myself through the apps I have. I have Tinder for my heterosexual side. I have Grindr uh, for my homosexual side. And I have Venmo for my prostitutes. (laughs) Um, When I first got to college, my very first day, I met my roommates. And on the first day, you have to make like a roommate agreement so you don't have conflict. And uh, we spent about one hour hashing out the very specific details of what we would do if one of us brought a girl home and then completely ignored the reality of us, how would we masturbate? Um, So making the plan for bringing a girl home and not masturbating is a lot like making a plan for getting hit by lightning, but not making a plan for the sun rising. I wrote that joke and I was like, I should do comedy. I wrote it a long time ago. I eventually did get a girlfriend and part of me wanted to do really nice things for my girlfriend, but a bigger, larger part of me wanted to keep my money. I don't know why I put my phone away. Uh, I only do drugs when I'm trying to have... Like, I don't do drugs for, like, fun. Basically, the only time I ever, like, do a drug is, like, if I'm trying to get laid with the person I'm doing drugs with. It's like a reverse Cosby. (laughs) Like, like I'll put the drugs in myself and hope I wake up with them. (laughs) You know? So, that's good. I'm glad that's funny. Because it's terrible otherwise. Anyways, you know, finding the clitoris is pretty easy, and I have a joke about that. Once I found it, and honestly, I didn't get why um, why people would even consi- like promote the thought that finding the clitoris was hard. But then I realized it's a lot easier to say women's bodies are impossible to understand than to say, I just don't care about anyone but myself. 
watch. Yeah, see? That's my girls I'm I'm sensitive and I'm 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 like on board with your stuff, so have sex with me. <laughs> Argent Banerjee! All right, two comedians left. Put your hands together right now for Ken Suzuki! Why, oh why can't you see you act more I'm not saying stereotypes are true, but I am going to read an article from The Mirror, April of this year. Chef prepared curry after wiping bottom of his bare hands for, bottom with bare hands for cultural reasons. Mahbub Chowdhury prepared food after wiping his, the bo- his bottom with his hands because he doesn't use toilet paper for cultural reasons. It was a joke. Now, moving on to other people who don't like words. All right, so New York Times, gooks, let's talk about them. There's this thing going around on the Inward Times. This is 2016. Somebody called me a name. Please hashtag all your bad experiences. Oh, they complimented my English language ability. Meh. I'm a subject of benign and useful and pretty innocuous stereotypes. This is 2016. Oh, yes. They're really denying me my house because they assume that I might, because I don't look like some, I'm only 2% of the population in the United States that I might have, may not be a native English speaker. Mm. And you know, if you people really don't like the stereotype of being an emasculated or weak race of people, then why is your skin thinner than that of the doggy bag that you deliver our food in? And by ours, don't worry, I'm half. I can say this. My dad would have been pissed at but these people too. The guy lived through fucking World War II, was bombed. And now, oh, my English? Oh, really? That's the, that's, that's the same? That's an internment camp? Somebody complimented my English? Jesus Christ. And, Johnny, and why the fuck is Bob Dylan, yeah, Bob Dylan receiving a, a Nobel Prize in literature? Future is a better lyricist than that motherfucker. That's, yeah, that's our standard of now. That's the next Toni Morrison. That's the next Shakespeare. Bob fucking Dylan. Uh, how does it feel to be on your... The guy sings, he doesn't even sing, he sounds like a rapey tomcat. Oh, but he's the voice of a generation. He's the voice of the generation. Yeah. Oh, the baby boomers? He's the voice of the fucking baby boomers. Hey, millennials, isn't this the guy that we're, you guys are supposedly blaming? Isn't that the generation you're blaming for putting us in this economic mess? The fucking baby boomers. And then, oh, oh. Like, people who listen to Bob Dylan or would vote for him and call him a voice of the generation, that's the same type of personal cat call you from a Prius. The emasculated folks. Yeah, yeah, they're progressive. When we look at them and their allies, they won't grab you by your pussy while you're conscious. <laughs> a lot of hate in my heart. Uh, I've decided I'm going to embrace it and stop telling jokes. Uh, mainly because, really, really, getting complimented on your English is the worst thing that's ever fucking happened to you going back to New York Times. Real, that's it. call you off-white for a reason. You're never going to be able to get... Wait, who moved to New York to influence all these folks tweeting in? Leo Zinger? That's an inside joke for Pam. They call you the off-right group for a reason. You're never going to be able to uh, get it, and you're never going to be able to have the luxury of being able to complain about being wronged, like all your other people that you're jealous of and trying to one-up in the Prussian Olympics. 
So just give gives a fuck sling your dick and you'll get laid one day. One last comic for you guys. Clap your hands wildly for Maddie D. So I have my own contribution to the whole racism and butt wiping um, discussion. Um, I can say as a white girl that I have one time wiped my butt with my hand because I was camping and I really liked my socks. <laughs> I didn't want to use them. <laughs> Just to like, you know, so we can have a full racial picture on the issue. Um, <laughs> I'm not really into masturbating and it took me like a long time to figure out why. Um, it's mostly because there's no foreplay, but that's like a hundred percent on me. <laughs> I'm like actually pretty lazy in bed in general. Um, I've gotten really into BDSM lately. Cause you, like, you don't have to do anything. They tie me up and I just lay there. No effort needed. I honestly get wet thinking about not having to do anything. <laughs> um, what do these say? Oh, every so often I like to go for a run without my inhaler. As a reminder that in the apocalypse I'd be screwed. <laughs> Um, I, it took me a while to come around on adulthood, but I'm, I think I'm there. Like, I think this is a fun time in general. You can eat as much candy as you want or can afford. You can go either way. Um, but also, like, money for adults is different than money for kids. So, like, you can give a kid $5 and they will do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> they're like your slave. But not because you paid them, so good job. <laughs> uh, no, but at my cousin's wedding, I paid this seven-year-old $5 to jump in the pool because I was really hot and I wanted to, like, spark it, and it worked. <laughs> the little boy jumped in the pool, and then his sister jumped in the pool, and then my brother and I jumped in the pool, and it was like, oh, this is acceptable. <laughs> Except for it totally wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> but at least now there were four soaking wet people. <laughs> um, that's really all the jokes I have today. Thanks, guys. Four soaking wet people! And they were all being very lazy. I thought that was a funny joke about the lazy. Just laying there. It's really cute. All right, that was... I'm sorry I didn't really pay attention to you guys tonight, but um, you guys all paid attention to each other, so that was good. See you guys here next week. For the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, we'll visit with you guys the next time. Bye.
hide in caches. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. 
In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now well hey there San Francisco if you're looking for some delicious late night food I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar inside you can find counter offer and offering you amazing late night food and snacks try the chicken biscuit it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer.
Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. You got it. that tragedy. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Get to the point where, like, you walk into Target and you see, like, a cute bra that's, like, a winky face and it's Joe Boxer, and you're like, oh, that's cute. I would want that. No, they only make it A through, like, C. Maybe C, all right? I want to be able to buy bras at Target. Those bras are, like, seven bucks. You know how much I have to pay for bra? I have to go to Lane Bryant. I have to make a fucking meet with a fitting person, right? And then the fitting person is like, oh, what are you, like, an 80 gajillion double 3G, whatever? I'm like, yes, it's in 3D. Like, that's how big my... And then, and then she grossed me, and she's like, I think you're a this. And then she brings you the size... And because I'm so fucking mortified, if, even if it doesn't fit, I'm just like, fuck it. Yes, I will have that. Do you have it in a fun color? And she's like, we also have it in nude, which is a lie, because they have it in peach, which is not nude for me. That's racist. What they actually have in nude for me is chocolate. They have it in chocolate, they have it in white person nude, and they have it in black. And maybe he wanted to go wild and get a red one. Well, guess what? That doesn't hold anything. Just absolutely, it's like having a fucking hairnet around your boobs and then being like, oh, look, it's cute, and it's big. So I hate bra shopping. Uh, thank you for hearing that. Um, I do. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Lane Bryant's a terrible place. You know, I, I just, I've never been, like, an especially thin person, which is fine. Like, I, whatever, man. Like, uh, you know. I don't, I don't give enough of 